Welcome to the Teacher As Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Milner, a teacher who is painfully curious and very easily inspired. This podcast is ever-changing, and I hope with each season, you find episodes that speak to you in your work as an educator. This is the fourth season of the Teacher As, and it's exciting to see the growth in how many educators are listening. Episodes are released every other week. If you enjoy the Teacher As, please rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It helps the podcast reach more educators. Thanks for listening. I'm excited to be here with you, Melissa, chatting um, about some good teacher stuff. (laughs) My name is Elizabeth Peterson. Uh, This is my 24th year of teaching. I teach uh, elementary, upper elementary, and I did um, about seven years of teaching middle school music as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, when you've been in, even, even for the last seven to 10 years, you've noticed that kids are changing and their needs are changing. And, and quite honestly, so our teachers needs are changing as well. And so what I have been so blessed to be able to use is my talent with arts and arts integration, something that I've been doing since I was a student teacher really. And um, I've been able to utilize the arts, not just for content and academic learning, but in the last few years, I've been really developing um, ways to use it to help students with their social emotional learning. And what's been so great is that not only does it help the students, but it helps the teacher as well. And so um, my thing is SEAL, Social Emotional Artistic Learning, and um, it's a method of really empowering teachers with really good artistic strategies um, and creative ways to help students with their social emotional learning throughout the day. So you said there's a method. Yes. Can you tell us about the method? Oh, yes. There's a method behind the madness, right? <laughs> so SEAL has a framework. It's um, it's done in three waves or phases. And the first wave is all about teacher mindset. And that is really getting the teacher to understand his or her role as a teacher in today's classroom, because it truly has changed. And we need to really have that opportunity to reflect on that and kind of um, take a look at what we're doing in the classroom, everything from our behaviors to the way we set up our classrooms, and especially how we're taking care of ourselves so that we can truly be the best for our students. Because um, SEAL is it, it, SEAL and all, all my work with um, teachers, and I've been teaching workshops and courses and retreats for 16 years, and all of that has been really focused in on the teacher, teacher teacher-centered professional development, because, well, teachers are, I believe, the most important part of the classroom. Yeah, because you can't pour from an empty bucket. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) Okay, so can you give us some examples of what you do in that teacher mindset section? Sure. So, I mean, we we go through the whole gamut from the self-care to um, things that you, um, just kind of like your, your mindset, right? Your, your frame of mind as you're, as you're entering the classroom itself. And I think one of the most powerful, um, mindset shifts that so many of my teachers, uh, once they really dig into it and we do a lot of good artistic creation inside the courses to really kind of get a handle on this, 
is understanding the concept of control and really understanding what you do and do not have control of, whether that's in your classroom. I'm sorry that right? I'm laughing. No, please. <laughs> Go for it. It's so... Focus on eye-opening. what you can control. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it can be in your classroom, your school, your district. It, it you know, starts falling into your home life, your personal life. And when you really do the work to get a grip, <laughs> to get a grip, really, that's what it is, <laughs> on what what you can and can't control. And you focus on those things that you can, and you learn how to let go of the ones that you can't. It can truly, it just, it's a game changer for so many teachers to be able to understand that and know when they can walk away and know when they can run, <laughs> say no. <laughs> And um, yeah. yeah, just let go of things that are that are not doing any good for them. So the teacher takes your workshop and they go through this first part yep. and they're like, okay, I know what I'm con- in control of. I got, <laughs> I've got this. I know to get enough sleep at night and make yep, sure to yep. exercise and eat well and, and, you know, just fill, fill my cup so that I'm, you know, in, in good condition to work with students when I walk in my classroom And then what do you do with them? Okay. And then the second wave is all about the SEAL teacher methods. And those are the ways that you can bring in some of these SEAL strategies into your classroom in ways that don't overwhelm you or overwhelm your students. Um, Because, you know, as as a current teacher myself, I know that getting a new initiative or getting more piled up on top is just really it's, it doesn't do anyone really any good. <laughs> you said upper elementary, what grade do you teach? Yeah, I teach third grade. Okay. I teach fourth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've taught fourth <laughs> for so many years. Yep. Yeah. And, um, being able to just have, have these methods, have these ideas become part of your routine and part of what you do and part of what your students can expect. And the great thing about um, SEAL is that because it's based in arts and creativity, it really is all about student experiences. So it's not the type of program that's um, scripted or lesson plans are laid out and you have to do, you know, like lesson 1A on Monday and lesson 1B on Tuesday. It's not that at all. It really is talking, you know, it really is working with students where they're at. Um, and giving them the experiences that they can actually use to um, practice and develop their social emotional skills right there in the classroom with you. So is this circling up and having discussions and then and then adding some art piece to it? Or is this like, what does it look like in the classroom? Yeah. Yeah. And is yeah, it one more, is it one more thing or is it sort of incorporated into the day? Yeah, it's definitely. We, we, well, there are some embedded strategies to seal and those are totally incorporated into your day. Um, and, um, while you can have discussions and it is good to, you know, be explicit about what you may be introducing to your students. Um, it's, that's not the focus. The focus is on getting your kids to do something. For example, um, 
dance and movement as an art form is something that all teachers can and probably should um, bring into their classrooms. And I'm talking elementary through high school. And there are, you know, we talk about so many adaptations and modifications for those older kids and um, and that type of thing. But, you know, just a, making dance and or movement uh, part of your routine, getting them to transition from one thing to the next is just so powerful. And then when you, we're not sitting down and talking about, you know, what is it we're doing? Why are we doing this? But kind of just sprinkling it in so that they just start to understand, okay, you know, I'm about to start math. We're going to get up. We're going to move a little bit. Um, before that, sometimes, you know, I'll incorporate, uh, integrate some math concepts in there. We'll do some like movement that has patterns. And so it's like a body kids... break kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And helping them to understand how that does actually help them with their self-management, how how they can um, start to listen to their body and understand what they need. Um, and that's where the social emotional piece comes in. And if you're doing that consistently, you know, throughout the whole year or throughout the um, trimester that you have your students, um, they are just... You, you can see those skills develop in front of your eyes because they're involved with the activities and with the um, art itself. Yeah. And are there other arts involved? Is, yes. you know, incorporating, you know, drawing and painting into subjects and theater and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, certainly. Singing, so singing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, Seal takes all the four major art forms of visual art, music, dance, and drama, and um, integrates it with all the various social emotional competencies. And once we get, excuse me, once we get into the third wave, that's where we really focus in on those integrations, and we look at how. Every art form and every competency has those connections and the teachers will start to really um, kind of grasp, you know, what what makes sense to them, what makes sense, what do their students need and start to really design what's going to work for their schedule um, and to really um, hone in on those integrations that are going to that are going to work for their students. Yeah, that was my next question, because depending on what curriculum you have and depending on your daily schedule, there's a lot of variables. Certainly, yeah. And, and that's one of the great things that I love about SEAL um, is that it's so flexible. Like I said, it, it can work from pre-K through 12. Um, it works for so many different schedules. You know, I have teachers come through that are, you know, they might be music teachers, PE teachers. I've had a school nurse come through and able to use some of the strategies, teaching artists, um, people who do like before and after school programs. And because it's so flexible and it really, you're able to hone into your style, your schedule. And of course, the students that are in front of you, um, it can really be so, it just, it just really helps that whole classroom atmosphere. Sounds wonderful. It sounds like, you know, things some of us are probably already doing here and there, but to really have a 
that bigger picture of how to incorporate it. Yeah. Daily routines and things. Um, could you tell us more like a, like a typical day of a teacher that uses SEAL? Oh, sure. Yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, because it's... Or how you do, you know, you could just do you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'll start my day um, actually finding um, some music to play as my students are coming in. Um, and inside um, the SEAL course, we talk about um, the right type of music. We call it soundtracking, the right type of music for the right type of time of the day and what's going to really be the best for your students. Sometimes, sometimes to have them come in, you need, you need the um, music to be upbeat. Sometimes you don't, <laughs> right? So you get to know your students, you kind of decide and figure out the type of music that you might play when, when they come in. There's all, you know, we definitely, we talk a lot about greeting, um, student check-ins. We have various ways to make sure that we're checking in with all the students. Um, and that can be, you know, verbally conversation. That can also be um, visually have them do some drawing or do some quick journaling as they're coming in or, um, you know, just different ways to check in with with the students and, and what's going to work for them and for, and for your classroom. Um, and then, you know, we, we transition into the first thing. <laughs> and then I do a lot of movement to help with those transitions. Um, even, you know, I might have like an hour to an hour and a half long literacy block. We need to break that up. You know, when we are shifting from one topic or one thing to another activity, just that movement break is so, it's so important. And right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this year we have, it. it's kind of insane. Most of the days they come in at 8.15 and they don't have any breaks. We, we built in, we built in breaks, but right. they don't have like, to like 11.45-ish most of the days. And it's like math centers, math, literacy, social studies, then, yeah. And it's, it's kind of insane. So we built in a snack and then when <laughs> we see them getting a little squirrely, we do a body break. And, but like, I'd like to be more intentional about those transitions and breaks so so continue yeah <laughs> absolutely well I love what you said because so many teachers are doing these things right so many teachers are using music but they may not like you said they might not know the intention of it or they may not know exactly how to um, introduce it to the students so a big part of SEAL is being um, explicit in, in telling the students why you're doing things and helping them to understand that. Um, and also being proactive and utilizing these things and having the students practice them before they need them. So if they start to see the benefit of listening to a certain type of music or genre or, or sound, you know, they can they can learn how to trans how to transfer that skill into their homework sessions, you know? And so there's a lot, there's a lot to it um, as opposed to pressing play and seeing what's on Spotify or just <laughs> picking out what you think might be a really nice tune to play. Um, so yeah, there is that intent for sure. And, you know, we do, um, we have uh, what's called dramatic check-ins 
to give them the opportunity to tell you how they're feeling with a certain concept or a certain thing. And it might be um, that you ask them, okay, how are we feeling with this? Give me a facial expression to really show me how how you're understanding this idea right now. In some students, the facial expression is going to be good. For some students, uh, writing, drawing a little emoji on their paper is, is a good thing for them to do. Some kids who are like full body learners, they want to jump out of their seat and show you with their entire body <laughs> how they feel about certain things. So, you know, we bring some of that drama into and it's and it's embedded because it's so quick and the kids get used to it because you make it part of their routine. And so even those kids who are hesitant to do any of this, and I've had kids who are hesitant to do any of this, but the more consistent you are with it, the more they're, um, they're more, they're apt to do it eventually and, and reap some benefit. And do you do that whole class similar to a, give me a thumbs up, the thumbs down or thumbs middle. Do you say, give me a dramatic check-in and then they all do it at once. Or do you pull kids over a small group or a small one-on-one? to get that dramatic check-in? Great question. I do it whole class. Okay. You can certainly do it in, in your small groups too. Um, and if I sense or see a kid who's just not responding, then that's a clue to me. Okay. Either he doesn't feel comfortable, which is totally fine. And I definitely need to check in with him or her. Um, or there's something else going on and I need to check with him that, <laughs> that for that reason. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun idea. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dramatic check-in. I know, right? Don't use them at staff meetings. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we don't want to be here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm hearing mostly like transitions. Is there during the learning block that you're doing some of these things? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, there a lot of transitions and check-ins and that kind of thing. Um, but also in that third wave, when we look at all the different ways that the arts are connected with social emotional learning, that's when we really dig deep into some artistic activities that the kids can do. Um, and for that, you know, it may mean that you take a little break from what you're doing and do something creative with your students. And I think that that's really important because that's when you can really start to build relationships, which is another huge part of not just SEAL, but social emotional learning and, you know, just just good teaching in general. But allowing yourself, this is another um, little advocacy thing that I have for so many teachers, and that is allowing yourself to press that pause button every once in a while, stop the curriculum, because you know you're not getting far right now. And do something creative and artistic with your students. And um, we have so much pressure put on us for, you know, continuing with the curriculum, get on the next lesson, you know, you got to do it this way. <laughs> and the scripted, you know, curriculums that we might have that it, it really sometimes teachers need to hear. No, you have permission. You are the lead in here and you need, you know, when your students need something something a little different, something a little um, more creative that's going to get them out of their shell a little bit more. And so, yeah, there's so many um, different lessons and activities to um, really focus in on that. Great. So you're really talking about noticing when they need that break 
or, you know, for me, <laughs> I find our, our, our mornings are so insane that Friday morning they come in and we have what I need time. So wind time. And they just are able, they go on something called a choice board. We have different choice boards um, and they can do a how how to draw video or they can go in and do coding, which they love to do coding. And it's set that that mm-hmm. one chunk of time, Friday mornings, has now become like the haven. They're so excited to come in. And, and I'm like, could we incorporate 10 minutes of something like that each day, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, my co-teacher and I are still just trying to get our brains around because as adults, we're like, this is a long morning. <laughs> yeah. So you can imagine how these fourth grade or third grade kids are sitting there going, oh my goodness. Right. Like, it's a lot. And our curriculum is very engaging and they're getting up and doing group stuff. There's a lot of engaging stuff going on, but they still need just a couple of minutes to breathe. Like we were supposed to have a working snack. I hope my principal's not listening, but we're not (laughs) doing a working snack. We're giving them 10 minutes to sit and talk to each other and relax and eat their snack. Heck yeah. Because all morning they're working. And then we try to build in a, at least one body break. We do like the go noodle or, you know, things yep. like that just to get them up and moving. Yeah, that's so good. I know. It, but you're right. You They need that. They need that time to socialize. And yeah. <laughs> period. Exactly. And then we do twi- at least twice a week. We do our open circle, you know, meetings where we pass the stick around and ask questions um, that everybody, you know, right. um, and then we're in a uh, co-taught classroom with uh, students on the autism spectrum. So then we also have some lessons in the morning mm-hmm. that are really about, you know, managing your emotions and like like direct lessons about those things. Upstairs brain, downstairs brain, yeah. <laughs> think it, say it, you know, things yeah. like that, that the whole class gets. That's fantastic. That's, um, that's my my co-teacher who does those. But I guess what I'm getting to is, how can a teacher get this information? Like, I know, it, I think you do courses, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, if they can't take your course, do you have a book? Do you have, are you on social media? Like how can teachers learn more about SEAL? Absolutely. Yeah. So yes, I feel like I'm everywhere. <laughs> so to learn specifically about SEAL, you can go to teachseal.com. Um, and on there, I've got some free resources, um, as well as a free workshop that's called the three secrets to integrating the arts with social emotional learning. And that's a great, um, that's a great workshop to just kind of get your, get your feet wet and, tr- and start to really understand how this kind of all, all can work together, um, for yourself. Teachers like free. Heck yeah. I'd like to hear free. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Yeah. So that's all on teachseal.com. Um, and my main my main website is theinspiredclassroom.com. And again, lots of resources and it links right up to everything that has to do with SEAL as well. And um, yeah, so I have a couple courses in SEAL that bring teachers through those three waves um, to get to get things just started in their classroom and then the um, second course is for those teachers who really want to dig deep into 
um, what this really can look for themselves and for their students. Um, and it, and, you know, everything I do, I try to really make it teacher centered <laughs> because I think that that really is the best way to, for us to make uh, a difference in our students' lives is to really dig into it ourselves so that we're more apt to utilize it um, inside our own classrooms. That's great. And is you, do you have like a favorite? This is so, it's probably really hard to say your favorite. Do you have a favorite strategy or a favorite transition that you do with your students? Oh, that's a good question. I do love soundtracking because I am a music person. <laughs> I am a musician. Um, and I really like that personally because it kind of allows me to do another dream job that I've always wanted, and that's to be a DJ. Nice. <laughs> I have playlists for my classroom. I, I haven't even used them this year, but yeah, no, I hear you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of um, almost like, like I'm on a soundboard, kind of like try and make sure that the kids moods are, are right where they should be. Like they're, you know, able to, when it's focus time, I've got, you know, I get a song for that. If it's, if it's time where you can be a little bit more free and creative, I've got a track for that and kind of, you know, just um, maneuver the soundtracking yeah. <laughs> to fit with what my students need. And um, that's my personal favorite. And do you try to have different songs every time or do they you want them to be like, oh, I like this one. You played this one yesterday. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tend to utilize uh, some of the same things. For sure, especially for when they're walking into the classroom. Yeah. And then and then some of the more focused music that doesn't have lyrics, you know, maybe they find it familiar or or maybe not. I'm not sure. But that familiarity is actually quite, quite good for them as well. Yeah. I, uh, years ago in my third grade classroom, I think it was my third or maybe my fifth. They loved my uh, Nora Jones. Yeah. You know that song? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They I, that would be on when they're walking in. They're like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so veg. Like, yeah, yeah. And then some mornings, I was in the mood for Good Day Sunshine, so they'd come yeah. in. Good day, sun. You know, it just depended. But I, I absolutely, I'm with you on that soundtrack concept because I had my morning songs on one playlist. And then I had my like dance break songs. Yeah. It was like, let's just get up and take a break. You know, those were completely, you know, happy and all those yeah. songs. <laughs> I I love that idea. I just um it's it's tough when you have a classroom where you have students that sometimes the music is too loud. Like you you want to play it, you know, if there's sensory issues you want to play it so that it's not too loud but mm. at the same time you want them to enjoy it and like i know some kids are like turn it up that's the tr kind of a tricky balance when you have um, yeah. depending on your population but yeah. you know you want to respect um the sensory issues in your classroom but also be able be, but it doesn't mean you can't play music it is so i think that's something to, to make sure we remember, because I'm like, I, I haven't played music in the past few years in the co-taught classroom. And I'm like, well, maybe if we played it quietly. <laughs> yeah. So this is something I'll talk to my, yeah. my co-teacher about. I think it's an interesting thing 
Yeah, it's really about creating that atmosphere, whatever that atmosphere is that you want. That's why I love the whole idea of, you know, DJing your classroom. Um, it's really you're in control of kind of it's part of, you know, setting up your classroom. It's just another layer, an audible layer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of things can come up. There's a, there's a lot, a lot to soundtracking it in a in a really effective way. And every year with every class or if you see different classes throughout the day, they, you know, they, they end up with different needs. They, have, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Like in the middle school <laughs> and yeah, high school, it's a completely different yeah, beast, right? Yeah. My first session this morning, they're the lively ones. My second session. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Different, different groups of kids. Very cool. I I'm, I'm noticing here, you talked a little bit about it, but I, on your flyer here, it says avoid teacher burnout with tools far beyond yoga and deep breathing. So we, you talked about managing the emotional roller coaster of the classroom mindset shift, you know, avoiding you. It says here three ways to deal with burnout. Are you going to share those or do we have to take your free course? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you you can take my free course and you can <laughs> you can you can follow me on social media and all that. But I will definitely, you know, tell you tell you. Um, some of those ways that I've kind of whole, you know, just kind of consolidated together. I think you get your, you know, your most bang for your buck. And one of them is, and we kind of kind of touched on this a little bit, is to go ahead and do some of those lessons that really bring you joy. Whether that's pull something off the shelf that you haven't done in years, uh, you know, experiment with something new. If you have a, a, a teammate that you want to collaborate with and they even you just have this idea and it's getting you a little excited, you know, just to make sure that you do some of those things, because it can be very easy to, you know, do what you're supposed to do, you know, days turn into weeks yeah. and then you're just like, oh, <laughs> I need something. And, you know, your students feel that way as well. And I remember a number of years ago. I was having a huge moment like that. Like things were just, everything was sucked. Life was getting sucked out of myself and my kids and we were prepping for testing and, and, you know, it was just like, go, 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 go. And then one day I said, stop. I, I like, I literally wrote the book on this stop. <laughs> and we did. And we spent almost the entire day. And of course I have the luxury as an elementary school teacher um, that I can kind of sometimes get away with that. And we spent the day doing what I call a studio day. And studio days is um, a, a book that I wrote. Um, it was like seal before seal actually was before, before we started really looking at social emotional learning. And we just spent the day. Um, we created um, some paintings that we were, you know, I was, I was asking the students to experiment with different types of painting techniques and to see what would happen. And they just had such a blast. It was like um, the amount of paintings that were just coming from them in the, in the hour or so that we were working intentionally on that was amazing. And then we spent some time, you know, reflecting on that. What did we learn about ourselves? And it was just like this amazing reset that we really, really needed. And and every time I get to a point where I'm just like, oh, 
I have to go in again. I think to myself, <laughs> oh, that's a signal. Yeah. <laughs> that I need to, you know, do something fun that I will enjoy as much as the kids will. Right. And that's contagious, right? That's so important. That's yeah. So, that's major. Yeah. And it is it's hard to stop when you know you're supposed to be like in on this scheduled. Yeah. It's very yeah. hard. But it is so hard. But if the kids aren't feeling it, you could tell they need a break. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Certainly. All right. So that was one way. Yeah. So another <laughs> way is making sure you're connecting with other teachers that are not the negative ones, <laughs> but connecting with other teachers you know, you know, cliche and everything, but that, that will lift you up, that will encourage and support you, that maybe have like-mindedness towards you. And sometimes that means going out and seeking them out. Um, it might mean getting out of your classroom. It might be going online and finding them on Facebook. I mean, there's a, you know, there are Facebook groups for so many different groups of teachers. Um, I've been, you know, building one myself called Inspiring Teachers for just teachers who, you know, appreciate the arts in the classroom, um, want to want to make a difference for their students and just have that optimistic um, outlook on teaching, yes. even when it gets tough. And it's, you know, it's important for us to, you know, support and encourage one another. And so sometimes we need to do the legwork to go find those people. And walk away from the ones that are not <laughs> those people. <laughs> so true. Um, third one for for teachers to keep on learning and finding professional development that they enjoy, because you know we're we're um, given professional development often, and um, while it may help us, you know, with our curriculum or it might help us to implement this, that, and the other thing. I think it's so important for teachers to go again, seek it out for themselves um, if need be, and find that teacher centered professional development that's really going to work for them. And it might be school related, like SEAL or something like that, but it might also be go out and take that, that painting class that you've always wanted to. Or, you know, it's just, it's really important to do that for yourself because it will. Um, affect your professional life and your personal life probably too but everything you do will affect um, who you are as a teacher I believe yes absolutely true amazing yeah. great so I know you mentioned the inspiredclassroom.com yep and teachseal.com yes right what is what are your social media handles are you on twitter facebook yeah, Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm the Inspired Classroom, and um, on Twitter, I have a couple accounts, but I've been focusing on <laughs> Eliza underscore Peterson, and that's my personal Twitter that I, I try and post to every every so often. I'm not on there as much, but the Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for sure. And what do you do on YouTube? Oh. <laughs> So I do have a channel and I do have a good collection of videos that talk about, um, I have some playlists on there for one for arts integration activities, one for social emotional learning with the arts, one for um, creative teacher self-care 
And then, um, yeah, so that's, uh, those are those three topics that I really love talking about. Definitely check that out for sure. Yep. Oh my gosh. I usually end with what are you zooming in on right now in your work? Zooming in. It's funny you say that because I have so many projects that I'm trying to find the one that I'm zooming into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so outside of the classroom, I am uh, trying to zoom in on um, getting feel into schools more for groups of teachers. And in some cases, um, I'm working with some schools that will send, you know, their whole staff through SEAL. And those might be like arts magnet schools or or, um, arts integration schools. But, you know, a lot of schools have, you know, art departments or specialist teams that like to go through the course together because um, it's wonderful as an individual and it can really transform how you teach. But when you when you have just like with anything, when you have some colleagues that are going through that um, whole you know, right in those three ways through SEAL, um, it really can just make, you know, going into work so much nicer. You know, you're doing so much more. You have some people who are truly understanding um, what you're trying to implement into your classroom. So that's um, that's one of my focuses outside of the classroom for sure. Yeah. So if there's a teacher or administrator listening and they want to go ahead and have a workshop for their staff and so on, they would go to that inspiredclassroom.com or the teachseal.com or either one. And um, yep, I've got my little contact me (laughs) down at the bottom right of the, uh, of the website and they can definitely contact me that way. Excellent. Um, Yeah. Or DM me on Instagram or what have you. Yeah. And I just love like right now, (laughs) Melissa, just talking to other teachers is just so much fun. Absolutely. Other educators. It's like, it's so good. So um, I love when um, when teachers reach out and administrators reach out. So definitely a welcome thing. Terrific. <laughs> well, I wish you the best of luck. And I hope that a lot of people take you up on these workshops because <laughs> it, it sounds like pretty cool stuff. And I, you know, I love the arts clearly, but um, I, yeah. I think, you know, just understanding even just for the transitions. Yeah. I, I think that's, <laughs> That's a huge piece. Yeah. That's a huge piece of it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on and for uh, this great conversation. I appreciate it. For my blog, transcripts of this episode, and links to any resources mentioned, visit my website at www.theteacheras.com. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa B. Milner. And I hope you check out the Teacher As Facebook page for episode updates. Thanks for listening. And that's a wrap.